I, you know, Mendy said that, you know, he challenged everyone to follow along, so I feel like I have to push, I have to push it, you know what I'm saying, see how, uh, how deep can we go. Alright, so you know, the last day of Hanukkah, as we all know, is called Zeus Hanukkah. So it's interesting. It's, why is it called Zeus Hanukkah? So... Because the laning, because Hashem, tomorrow morning by Shacharis, the laning starts, or in the middle, whatever it is. Zois Chanukah Samizbeach. Zois Chanukah Samizbeach. We were laning Chanukah, the Karbanis of the Nisim, when the Mishkan was dedicated. And so all of a sudden comes the last day of Chanukah, we complete all the Karbanis of the Nisim, and then we read the part of the Chumash where it sums it all up. These were all the Karbanis that were sacrificed the day that the Mishkan was uh, inaugurated. These amount of animals, these amount of animals, v'chul v'chul. So that's what it's called, Zeis Chanukah. It's a little bit of a funny thing. Why would it be called such a thing? That's the name of it. Now, in Pini what we find is that what's, what's happening by Zeis Hanukkah, what's unique to the last day of Hanukkah more than any other day of Hanukkah? So, in the Kisveri, we find that every single day of Hanukkah, there's a certain hour, there's a kayach of one of the Yudgal and Tzorachim. So, the first day of Hanukkah is Kale, the second day of Hanukkah is Racham, Bachanun, and so on, until you get to the eighth day of Hanukkah, which is the eighth Midah, but then we don't just stop at eight. It's the 8th Midah, the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. So it must be, therefore, that what's happening on the 8th day of Hanukkah is a very, very strong ha'ara of the Indian of Yudgim Mitzrach. So evidently there's some sort of shiluv, there's some sort of yichov, there's some sort of connection being made between the Indian of Yudgim Mitzrach and that name called Zeis Hanukkah. Zeis Hanukkah, which again is coming from that Pasuk in Chumash that we lay tomorrow, Zeis Hanukkah Samizbeach. But when the Yid says, oh, Zeis Hanukkah, what they really are trying to say is that this is a day where there's an illumination of Yudh Mizrach. That's what we find from this forum that uh, Zeis Hanukkah is Hashpoyes on all levels. So the question is, what exactly is the Yachas? How do, in what way does does referring to all the kachas of the Yudgim Mitzrachim and with that term, Zeus, how does that bring out what's unique to this day? We say Yudgim Mitzrachim all the time, but there's something special about there being an illumination of Yudgim Mitzrachim in such a context where we're capturing it with the word Zeus. So what does that mean? What does that tell us about Hanukkah about today and what's our vibe? And I didn't know that this was a scene for Kinyu Sechta or a telephone for Kiyom Sechta, so uh, I guess uh, we'll have to be Mkashra to the Indian of Kiyom Sechta. There's your plug. Anyway. Yeah, so, so it's like this. There's a Gemara in Menachis. Everyone knows that Hanukkah is all revolving around the Menorah. The Menorah everyone lights is reflective of the Menorah the Beis HaMegdash. So it's like this. There's a sugi in the Mesechus Menachos, Tzavi Vav, Tzavi Zayin. The Gemara says like this: 
we know a little bit of a, of a background. When you walked into Beis Amigdash, so we know that the Beis Amigdash was divided into many, many levels of Kedusha. So you have the Chatzir, the courtyard, <coughs> and then you have <coughs> the Heichal. <coughs> and even within the Heichal, as you proceed closer and closer to Kedush HaKadshim, the Kedusha increases until you get to Kedush HaKadshim. There's all different Madrigas from the beginning to the end of the Beis Amigdash. <coughs> and the Beis Amigdash flowed from east to west. So you enter, you know, you're walking west, you enter in the east, and you're, con- and you're walking from Mizrach to Mayrev, and as you move Mizrach to Mayrev, east to west, there's an increase of Kedusha as you move forward. Now, the Gemara says that there's a machlekes between Rebbe and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. As far as all the kalim in the Beis Hamikdash, we're not talking about the Kaddish Hakadoshim for now, but the kalim in the in the main sanctuary of the Beis Hamikdash, which is the the Mizbeach and the Shulchan and the Menorah. So the Gemara says it's Machlek is Rebbe and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. What direction were those kalim facing? Were they going with the length of the Beis Hamikdash? So the Shulchan, the Mizbeach, the Menorah, they were going east to west also, just like you walk through. Or, even though when you're walking, the Beis HaMikdash is laid out east to west, but the Kalim were going according to the width of the Beis HaMikdash, from north to south. You follow? So it's Machleg is Rebbe and Rav Lezer Rebbe says that the Kalim were positioned the way you walk from Mizrach to Mayr. So you walk, the, so every single Kli, it, it, was going, it was positioned according to the length of the Beis HaMikdash, east to west. Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon says, no, the Kalim were positioned north to south, according to the width of the Beis Hamikdash. So Machlagis Rabbi and Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon. Okay, fine. This Machlagis, says the Gemara, is a Machlagis about all the Kalim, about the Mizbeach, about the Shulchan, about the Menorah. And the Gemara says, by the way, that depending on how you go according to one of these two Shittas, we know that one of the candles of the Menorah of the Beis Hamikdash was called the Nir Maravi. What does it mean, the Nermah Ravi, the Western candle? What's Western about? Which one was Western? So says the Gemara, very simple. According to Rebbe, that all the Kalim, including the Menorah, were going east to west. So what's the Western candle? The Western candle means the most Western candle. Because all the candles were going in a straight line as you walk from east to west. So the most Western one is the Nermah Ravi. Says the Gemara, according to Rebbe Reb Shimon, that the Menorah and all the Kalim were going north to south. So they're all, you know, so they're all along the same, you know, width. So what's the Ner Maravi? So the Gemara says that according to Lozer Rav Shimon, the Ner Maravi was the middle one. Why is it called the Ner Maravi? It's not any more west than any of the other vessels, than any other Neiris. The answer is, is because the wick in the middle, in the middle candle was tilted towards the west. That's why the middle one is called the Ner Maravi. So it's Machlagis, again, Rabbi versus Lozer Rav Shimon. Were all the Kalim going east to west? That's Rebbe. Were they going north to south? Which is Rebbe Zerushim. Again, Machlag is about the Shulchan, the Mizbech, the Menorah. Okay, it's a simple Gemara. Comes the Rambam, makes things complicated. The Rambam, Kedarka V'Kaydish, Paskins as follows. The Rambam Paskins, when it comes to the Shulchan and the Mizbeach, the Rambam Paskins like Rebbe, that it's east to, east to west. But the Menorah, he passes like was Roshim. The Menorah, he passes like was Roshim, and that the Menorah was positioned north to south. So all the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash are going east to west, 
according to the length of how you walk, except for the menorah, which is east, which is north to south. That's the Rambam Shita. Now this is a Pella. In the Gemara, there's no indication of there being any separation between any of the Kalim. It's either Rebbe that everything is east to west, or it's Lazar B'Shim that everything is north to south. Except as the Rambam comes up with this idea that most Kalim are what are east to west, except for the Menorah, which is north to south. So the answer is, and you'll see where we're getting to the Pneumius in a moment, the Makar of the Rambam is based on an opinion of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan in the Gemara, we have a basic principle. The principle is that Rabbi Yechanan holds the halach is always Kistam Mishnah. Whenever you have a Mishnah that doesn't see any name, so Rabbi Yechanan has a klal and shas, we pass him like the Stam Mishnah. Now it happens to be there's a Stam Mishnah in Menachas, and a Stam Mishnah in Seches Tamid, that the Stam Mishnah over there is going like the opinion of Rabbi regarding the Shulchan and the Mizbeach, that it goes south, that it goes east to west. So there's a Stam Mishnah indicating that. On the other hand, that same Rabbi Yechanan, the same person Rabbi Yechanan, says in the Gemara Megillah, the Gemara says as follows, we know that by laning, so on an average Monday and, and Thursday, so you have three alias, and you have a minimum of ten psukim. So if you divide up ten psukim amongst three people, so you have one, one person's going to get the extra pasuk, right? So who gets the extra pasuk? So Rabbi Yechanan said the middle one should get the extra pasuk, because in the Menorah, the middle ner was the ner maravi, that's the chash of the ner. So the middle person, just like the, so we see that the emtsoy is chashiv, so just like the middle ner of the, of the menorah is chashiv, so the middle person that getting the aliyah is chashiv, he should get the fourth, the, the extra pasuk. No. So that means, if you put these two Rabbi Yechanan's together, it means Rabbi Yechanan is holding that the menorah, what was the ner maravi? Not the most western candle. Is the middle one. Why? Because Rabbi Yechanan is assuming, like Rabbi Lezer like, like Rabbi Shimon, that the menorah goes north to south. And then the only reason why one is called the Ner Maravi is because the middle one is tilted towards the west. But on the other hand, that same Rabbi Yechanan says, Allah HaKistam Mishnah, and we have Stam Mishnah Yisim Esachas Tamid, which seem to say that everything goes south, uh, east to west. Comes the Rambam, and the Rambam explains, this is what Rabbi Yechanan holds. Rabbi Yechanan separates the menorah from the other cave. The other kalim go east to west, like the Stam Mishnah says in the Sechas Tamid, which is the opinion of Rabbi. But the Menorah is different. The Menorah went north to south, and that's why Rabbi Yechanan himself describes the Menorah, the Ner Maravi of the Menorah, as the middle one, not the most eastern, not the most western one, because there was no most western one. It was running from north to south. That's the Rambam. So, again, what comes out is that we have three possibilities, three shitas. According to Rebbe, all the kalim go according to length from east to west. According to Lezer of Shimon, all kalim go north to south, according to the width. And Rabbi Yechanan and the Rambam Paskins, that it depends. Kalim, like the Mizbeach and the Shulchan, go length, but the Menorah goes width. So what's the Pneumius of this? Alright, so it's like this. In Pneumius Torah, we, we find the following idea. It's uh, the Roshash. It's a big site. The Roshash and other, other tzaddikim as well. What's the difference between length versus width? I said before that when, when you walk through the Beis Amigdash and you go the length, 
So you're going from east to west. As you move more western, there's all different madrigas of Kedusha. All different madrigas of Kedusha. So you start off in the Chatzar, then you go into the Ulam, the Heichel, eventually the Kedusha Kachim. When we're talking about length, we're talking about madrigas. We're talking about distinctions in levels. You know, one of the basic principles that define the world that we live in and the existence and, and, and reality after creation, post-creation is differences. This is a cup and this is a spoon. They're different. This is some sort of donut thing and this is a paper. They're different. All different madrigas. World of division, world of separation. That's what length of the Beis Hamikdash represents. The world of what? The world that we experience, which is the world after creation, where there's many, many different things in the world, and there's different types of yidin, and there's different madrigas of yidin, yidin that know a lot of Torah, Yidin that don't realize they know a lot of Torah, all different types of Madrigas of Yidin. All different types. And that's, that's something that our eyes tell us, that's benigla, that's the Chitzayinus. But what was before creation, Chavra? What was before creation? Were there any Madrigas before creation? Was there any difference between a spoon and a cup before creation? Was there any difference between this Yid and that Yid before creation? Before creation, Ariyah Kaddish describes reality as what? As just or ain't sife, an infinite light of God that encompasses all things, that everything is swallowed up within that. That's called with. With means that you could have a kli that looks very, very different, that looks like it has one piece and two pieces and three pieces, but if you position it according to the width of the base of Migdash, it's all in the same zone of Kedusha. Length means madragas, length means after creation, with means no madragas. With means absolute oneness and simplicity. That means pre-creation. Let's understand. Who is Rebbe and who is Rebbe Rebbe The secret of Rebbeinu HaKadosh. Rabbi Yudha Nasi. Rabbi Yudha Nasi was the one that gives us what? What do we have from Rabbi Yudha Nasi? Mishnayis. What's Mishnayis? Mishnayis is telling you how to navigate life in this world. All of Shas, all of Halach, all of all of Shulchan Aruch ultimately emanates from Mishnayis. Mishnayis means a def- what, Torah mean, what Torah looks like when it's in post-creation mode. Post-creation mode means there's Chalukah Madragas, there's things that are Tameh, things that are Tahar, things that are Pasal, things that are Kasher, things that are Asr, things that are Mutter, Memtes Pan Mukan, Memtes Pan Mukan. Rabbeinu HaKadosh means Malchus. Rabbeinu HaKadosh means kingship. It means down to earth. It means David HaMelech. Rabbeinu HaKadosh comes from Malchus Beis David. He was a descendant of David HaMelech. David HaMelech in Tehillim is very sensitive to the many madragas of life. Sometimes you have a good day and sometimes you have a bad day. Just like there's sometimes a cup, sometimes a spoon. And David HaMelech acknowledges the difference between a Sunday and a Monday. David HaMelech is sensitive to the differences that take place in the soul when you have a good day versus a bad day. And David Melch talks to Hashem about it. Sometimes he's crying, sometimes he's laughing. David Melch very much is sensitive to what reality is after creation. Rabbeinu HaKadosh comes from David Melch. 
Rabbeinu HaKadosh gives us nigla. Rabbeinu HaKadosh gives us direction how to navigate this world with all of its madregas. Rabbeinu HaKadosh is of the opinion that all the kalim of the Beis Amigdash run lengthwise. That's Rabbeinu HaKadosh. But who was Rabbi Shimon? Like his father, his name, who's, who's, he's the son of Rabbi Shimon Ba'ichai. Rabbi Lazar of Rabbi Shimon, the Zara Kaddish tells us that he was the one that was designated by his holy father to be the Chayzer. He was the one that Chazered all the Torah of Rabbi Shimon Ba'ichai. Rabbi Lazar of Rabbi Shimon, even after he came out of the cave, everyone knows the story of Rabbi Shimon Ba'ichai in the cave and so by Lag Baimer. When they came out of the cave, Rabbi Shimon calmed down a little bit. But Be'emes Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was still on fire. If Rabbi Yehuda Nasi means living in the world where there's all sorts of differences, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon means living before creation and not being willing and not being able to tolerate anything that's after creation. The Gemara says an amazing thing. The Gemara says in Bar that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was so holy, he was so Kaddish, that the Gemara says that he had a surgery done and part of, uh, there was a part of his flesh and so on that was uh, removed during the surgery. And his flesh did not rot at all. It was Mamish Bikdush While he was alive, Mamish Bikdush The Gemara says in Maisa that after Lezer of Shimon passed away, so Rabbeinu HaKadosh, there was a Shadchan that was uh, trying to make a Shidduch between Rabbi Lezer of Shimon's Rebetzin and Rabbi Yudan Nasser, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi. And you know what Rabbi, Rabbi Lezer of Shimon's Rebetzin responded to the Shidduch idea? She said, and the Gemara records this, understand, if the Gemara records this, then that means it's real. It means it's not Stam. What she said was that a vessel that was used, Bikdusha, can't be used, Bikhulim. Now that's, that's, that's a hard no, you know what I'm saying? But, but at the end, but, but that's, that, that's not, but that's record, that Lushan was recorded in Jazz. It's recorded in Jazz. And what's ironic is, of all the, of all the Tanoim, who do we call, who do we use the word Hakadish for? Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, right? Rabbi Danasi. But ironically, Klape Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, the Kedusha of Rabbi Danasi is Chayl. How is that possible? The answer is because Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon wasn't just holier. It's like, uh, Rabbi Danasi, the Gemara says, he picked up his fingers at the end of his life, all of his ten fingers, and he said, Rabbi Shalom, you know and I know that I did not have any benefit from this world, not even my pinky. That's holy. How could you be holier than that? How could you be holier than that? The answer is, Rabbi Lezer Rishim's Kedusha was not holier than that. Rabbi Lezer Rishim's Kedusha was a, different, it was a different category altogether. It was pre-creation. Rabbi Lezer Rishim was not living in the same space as Rabbi Nakad. If Rabbi Yudha Nasi says, all the Kalim run east to west, Rabbi Lezer Rishim says, all the Kalim run north to south. They're all in width. There's no Chilukah Madregas at all. It's before creation. If Rabbeinu HaKadosh is the world of David, then Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Shimon is the world of Yisvat Sadik. Yisvat Sadik, was Yisvat Sadik one of the Shvatim or was he one of the Avis? It's hard to tell. He himself had two Shvatim. So who was Yisvat? Was he part of, which generation was he a part of? Can't really tell. The whole leading of Yisvat Sadik is a Hiskashras to what comes before him. That's what Yisvat Sadik means. So there's a world that we exist in which is called creation. That's where Rabbeinu HaKadosh operates in. But then there's some, something that's called Yeshua Tzadik. And Yeshua Tzadik is a connection to what comes before. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon is the Bechin of, 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 of Yosef. And this is the Machlaikis between Rabbeinu HaKadosh, between Rabbi and Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon. 
And this, however, this is the difference. I, I you know, those, uh, I'm sure you've heard this from me a million, million times. But there's an, this is the fundamental difference between Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. These two worlds of being able to be in the world, which is Rabbi Yudah Nasi, which is David. His malchus, the malchus of David, is a malchus that's grounded, that's rooted in this world, that recognizes the differences between ups and downs. That's Mashiach ben David, that's David HaMelech. And then you have the Malchus of Yosef HaTzadik, which is a Malchus that doesn't have, doesn't have much kalim to it. It's Kulei R, it's Kamat Ol R. It's from before creation. It's the Chilak between Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Whenever, but here's the problem. Chas v'shalom, to have this Machlekes between Rabbeinu HaKadosh and Lezer of Shimon, we do not, like I mentioned this many times in recent, recent days, it's, we do not want there to be a division between Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. Whenever there's this division between before creation and after creation, it produces instability. It produces some rockiness along the along the way. Geula that comes with these two different personalities is a geula that comes with with shakavatari. We don't want shakavatari with geula. We just want it to come straight. So comes the Rambam, and the Rambam makes shalom. The Rambam says. All Kalim like Rabbeinu HaKadosh, east to west, except for the Menorah, that's a Lazar Shimon, that's north to south. The Rambam, what's the Rambam saying? What the Rambam is saying is that there's a secret in life, and the secret of life is to be able to both experience the world after creation, but at the same time within the soul and within the consciousness, you're still embracing what's pre-creation. Now, by the way, this, it's not a coincidence that it's the Rambam trying to do this. The Rambam, as I mentioned many times, the Rambam at the end of Hilchus Malachim talks about the Lachas of Mashiach, and the Rambam does not mention anything about there are these two personalities of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. The Rambam just talks about one Mashiach. It's because the Rambam is trying to establish a Gula Barachimim, a Gula which is... Which is, which is uh, which unites all madregas, all differences, that everything is one, and there's not a huge transition from before till after. So what does it mean to have both east to west and north to south at the same time? Sanuch this shouldn't be a chiddish. This is what the Baal Shem Tov came to the world to do. What's the meaning of the, of the Baal Shem? The Baal Shem Tov also came to the world to bring Mashiach, but not just to bring Mashiach. You don't need Baal Shem Tov for Mashiach. Mashiach was already coming before the Baal Shem. What's the Chiddush? And Mashiach also said to the Baal Shem, not only when your Torah spreads forth, but when Yidin are able to make Yichudim like you. And I mentioned this by an earlier Farbrengan this week. What does it mean to make Yichudim like the Baal Shem? It doesn't mean to be on the Madrig of the, of the Dveikas of the Baal Shem, but it means a Baal Shem to What's a Baal Shem to what, In what way, what is different about Gula when it's through the way of the Baal Shem than when it's not? The answer is, when it's through the way of the Baal Shem, then it's not with these two differences of Rebbe on one side and Lazar Shem on the other. It's Mamash one. What does that mean? So the way the Baal Shem Tev is, is as follows. The way the Baal Shem Tev is to look at every experience in life and to acknowledge what you're going through. And not to pretend it's not happening. And not to... And not to ignore the reality, not to be a Kabbalist and escape to some higher realm that that doesn't see details. But the Baal Shem Tov taught 
the following idea. That at the end of the day, every single thing that you have ever experienced in your life is ultimately one thing, which is the Rabbanu Shalom telling you, I love you, I need you, I need you to come closer to me. That's Sahaka, what it is. That same message is manifesting itself, is becoming packaged in a Sunday, in a Monday, in a Tuesday, in an up, in a down, in a spoon, and a cup. You see, before the Baal Shem Tev, you had to t- make a choice. Either you were going to be a world of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, which is where you see a Sunday, Monday, and there's a difference. And, and what's happening on Sunday and what's happening on Monday are completely different things. Or you be like a Lezer of Shimon, which is, I don't even see Sunday and Monday, all I see is just Echad. But comes the Baal Shem, the Baal Shem says, no, 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 you could have a Monday. And you could understand what Monday is, and you could feel Monday, and you could feel Tuesday, you could feel up, you can feel down, but understand that at the end of the day, there is a Tzad HaShava that unites all experiences. And that Tzad HaShava is that the Rabbani Shalom is talking to you in that experience. You could look at Yidin. Pre-Baal Shem Tev, you could look at Yidin, and what's a Yid? So you can make a choice. Either you acknowledge what the person, who the person is in their personality and their interesting quirks and things like that, or you, that's Rabbein HaKadosh, or of Lezer of Shimon, you just, I don't need, I'm not even paying attention to their personality, I'm just looking at Neshama. But comes the Baal Shem Tev, the Baal Shem Tev said, no, real Avas Yisrael is to see the person for who they are, and to, and to understand their personality, and their inyonim, and what's bothering them, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. But to understand that their chelak al-kami mamish is shining through every single one of those experiences. That when the Yid says to you, good morning, that's the Rabbanu talking to you. And when the Yid says, I have a tain on you, that's the Rabbanu saying, I have a tain on you. So you're not ignoring what the person is saying, and you're not ignoring the reality of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, but you're seeing a unified force behind it called the Rebbe Shem. This is the side of what the Menorah can be. The side of the Menorah is, is, is the side of being able to find a unifying achtos behind the scenes of very specific differences. This is the site of why when we say Lahadlik, for example, the word Lahadlik equals Bigamachia, David Yosef. David Yosef. But it's interesting, not just Tam David Yosef, it's the word David spelled with an extra Yud. David with an extra Yud. Because the secret of Lahadlik near Hanukkah isn't just Yosef and David. The secret is Yosef and David, and there's a shtickle Yosef in the David. That's the site of Lahadlik. This is what Zeis Hanukkah is. What Zeis Hanukkah so it's Hanukkah means a day that's shining with Yud Gilmidis Rachamim. What's Yud Gilmidis Rachamim? Yud Gilmidis Rachamim means that whatever is going on, the guy is a Russia, the guy is a Tzali, the guy is a Baini. What's the Rabbanu Shem's reaction? All the same, Rachmanis. That's Yud Gilmidis Rachamim. Whether he's deserving, whether he's not deserving. The sight of Yud Gilmidis Rachamim is Rav Shimon, absolute one, with. But at the same time, that in of Yud Rachamim is shining what? On the day that's called Zois Hanukkah. What does Zeis mean? Zeis is a word in Hebrew that you use when you're pointing to something specific. Something that's not what's next to it. When you point something out of a lineup and say Zeh or Zeis. So the fact that this day is called Zeis Hanukkah, but it's shining with Yudhim Rachamim, is the side, is the secret of the Sheet of the Rambam. That the secret of the Baal Shem Tov, which is that the Rabbani Shloilam should see all of the pratim and all the details of our lives and see all of our particular needs and our particular issues 
that every one of us in particular is going through. And the Rabbani Shalom's reaction should be the absolute same for everything, which is Rachmanis, Rachmanis, Rachmanis. Because that's the secret. Without Zayis Hanukkah, then it's either just this Indian of Yigilis Rachman, which is like the Rachman Hashem, which is floating in outer space. And then there's like the reality. Reality is, Zayis, Lamais, I need a Parnasa, Lamais, I need a Shidduch, I need a, a Rafuah, whatever the case may be. What unites the pre-creation Rachmanis of the Bari Oilam, the shining Midas of the Yigilis Rachman, which, which are, which are Kaychas that come from before creation, to unite those forces of Rachamim, which come before choice, and before Bechira, and before creation itself, and to infuse that in creation of Zois, that's what Hanukkah is, that's the Menorah the Vesam English, Ubefrat according to the Rambam. And this is what Hanukkah was. So the whole Yen of Hanukkah is what is uniting the world of the first Vesam English, where there was Nisim Gluyim, where there was a little bit of a ha'ara of what was before creation, with the second Vesam English, which is very much practical, down to earth. Which is the beginning of Tarsh Balpev Rabbeinu Hakadosh? Chanukah bridges the two. The secret of Chanukah is this Indian of taking kaiches which come before creation and infusing them into post creation. So halach l'maisa, what does that mean for us? Halach l'maisa, what that means for us is, is that it's very easy to make a decision. It's very easy to choose. I'm either I'm going to be a Rebbe Dikiyid, a Rabbeinu Hakadosh Dikiyid, and I'm just going to be on planet Earth. And I'm going to see all the differences in planet Earth. This guy I like. This guy I don't like. This guy I hold of. This guy I don't hold of. This is Tamar Chacham. This guy's not. This guy knows how to learn. Doesn't know how to learn. All the yeshes and gaiva. Or you be your Lazar of Shemin, which is, I don't see anything. Mamash don't see anything. Oh, well, it's just Iris. I'm not completely mufka. I don't know how to open a door. I don't know how to open a ketchup bottle. Mamash completely mufka. Comes the Baal Shemtiv and the Yontav of Hanukkah and the Davka, the day of Zeus Hanukkah that says... That you could be Himmeldik, you could be Razerib Shimon, you could be in that place of Yigilis Rachman, which is before creation. You can see all Yidin as a tzaddik. You can see all of life as full of God's light and God's love. But that doesn't mean that you're ignoring reality at the same time. Because what reality is, is an expression of that love. And every single Yid, what they're doing right now is somehow an expression of his tzitkis. I, I don't see that. Okay. You have to have a moon in Yidin. Just like you have a moon in Hashem, you have to moon in yourself, you have to have a moon in other Yidin. To be able to see the world with your physical eyes and at the same time interpret what you see as something deeper than what your physical eyes tell you, that's the secret of what the menorah can be. That's the secret of Zayis Hanukkah. That's the secret of the Rambam. That's the secret of what Chassidus is. L'mayisa Hashem should bless us on Zayis Hanukkah. The Rabbana Shalom from the highest place, the Rabbanu Shalom should look at us and look at the deepest recesses of Nishmas Yisrael. And when the Rabbanu Shalom looks in the deepest parts of who we are, all he sees are tzaddikim, tzaddikim, tzaddikim. And the Rabbanu Shalom should use that vision to then take that vision and then apply it to the practicalities of our life and the zoises of our lives. And say that that Indian, that this Yid is a tzaddik, isn't just a nice idea in theory in Himmel. But Lemaisa, Lemaisa, in this guy's life, that he needs Zois, he needs this Indian of Bani Chaim Ezaini, the Rabbani Shalom should take that vision of the Yudgos Rachimim, of before creation, of before Bechira, of that, that, that Nakuda of Chelek Lekam Yom Mamish, and use that vision to reinterpret and to redefine and to fill up all the missing pieces in the Zois of our lives. 
The Rebbe Shem Shem blesses us that through his kashas to the Baal Shem, and his kashas through real pnimis to Havas Yisrael, and real pnimis taking his kashas to each other, and with Torah, Shri Zaycha to all Sheva Bracha Vatzlach on all levels, Shri Zaycha to all Sheva Bracha Vatzlach on all levels, Shri Zaycha to all Sheva Bracha Vatzlach on all levels,